Welcome to another two parts episode of Book Lovers Companion, the English version. For this episode, I had the pleasure of talking via Skype to Carmen Spiliak. My humble apologies for my awful pronunciation, author of A Perfect Flaw, Crimefest enthusiast, and avid reader of crime fiction. Okay. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you. Very pleased to be invited. Thanks for the invitation. Of course. I'm delighted that you agreed. Yeah, it's my first podcast. I'm very... <laughs> you are going to write a sci-fi novel, aren't you? Well, I'm working on it now. It's actually lots of fun because I can also, you know, immerse myself in sci-fi content. Like I'm now re-watching Star Trek and stuff like that. And it's just super fun. Are you? So the next question I would pose is, are you a Trekkie? Or are you Star Wars? I would say more a tracky because this came first for me. Mm. And uh, I watched it with my mom. And, uh, you know, I have like childhood memories of us watching Star Trek. Uh, and I really enjoyed it then. And now kind of revisiting it and see actually how it's amazing now that I watch it to see how um, it a lot of issues are very current issues now. I mean, it's, it's incredible how progressive some things were and how forward thinking in a way or a good guess maybe I was I'm really surprised I think that's what makes sci-fi interesting you can you can cover a lot of issues without being afraid to I don't know step on somebody's toes yeah that makes it yeah that makes sci-fi so interesting I'm also a tricky I'm the tricky person because I think Star Wars was before my time I think Star Wars was popular in the 70s in the cinemas And when I was a kid, uh, Star Trek was on TV, yeah, the original uh, series. And my cousin and I, we built this Lego kind of consoles and things and we replayed Star Trek at home. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. And I, I usually watch all of all kinds of, of Star Trek shows. So my favorite one is Voyager, what can I say? Chainway or no way. Okay, so um, we might as well talk about how we met shouldn't we? Yeah. I mean, because it's quite interesting because I'm from Austria, you're from Slovenia and yeah. we we didn't meet in Austria or Slovenia, we met in Bristol. Yeah, neighboring <laughs> countries. It was, I think, the first time I ever went to Crime Fest. Mm. And we stayed in the same hotel and I was completely amazed by everything because for me, just like being there was like, you know, like 24-hour Christmas, you know, every day. It's just like, oh my God, this exists, it's so amazing. And then, you know, you see people. And yeah, actually, I've met, I met you and some other people also that year, and we're still in touch. It's just such a great, great atmosphere and great place. Um, like, of all the things, crime festival. I mean, who would have thought, you know, you, you read these crime stories and there's murder and there's like, you know, gruesome acts of uh, violence. But then people who write that are just delightful and fun and it's it's a great place to be yeah. there's always a lot to laugh about at the panels isn't there we're talking about murder and i don't know chopping up people and yet <laughs> exactly that was that was the most surprising thing for me because i didn't expect it to be fun i don't know what i expected but you know i like I, i like crime i've always liked crime novels and reading like detective stories and i assumed it would be like a you know a boring type of conference with powerpoint presentations but it was nothing like that and the people they they are incredible i i, I don't think i laughed so much in one weekend ever really Yeah, that's true. I had no expectations at all, to be quite honest, about uh, the whole 
event, if I'm if I'm honest. And so the there was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So there was nothing to disappoint, actually. And uh, I I do remember that we met at the Grime House excursion. You remember that? Yes. The it was a sort of like a school for, to train um, forensics. I think like or people mm -hmm. who would work as forensic scientists, uh, investigators. And that was just amazing. We came there and there was like a fake murder scene and we had to investigate clues. And I made thousands of notes about, you know, how you called, uh, not fingerprints, but finger marks and all the stories that they said that were like real stories about how criminals were caught. Uh, I thought that was just amazing. I was really, really an amazing experience for somebody who likes crime, crime fiction and for somebody who write, wants to write crime fiction. I think you did a quite amazing job because the invent it's uh, just a case for us. Yeah. And I found it quite, uh, I don't know, because who who makes all the effort to do that? And the people who, I don't know, who explained everything to us, they, they seemed very passionate about their job. Yes. And they, you know, did not think weird that we've asked them all these weird questions at the end that we need for writing, but still sound weird. You know, how do you, I don't know, uh, can you uh, make a body disappear and things like that. Um, <laughs> it was really, really a very interesting experience. Mm -hmm. And I also think uh, meeting the authors after some panels at Crimefest is also quite interesting for, I don't know, a beer or something like that. And they're always very kind when you ask them for uh, an autograph in their books and such things. Yeah, that was also quite surprising because, you know, you see their, their name on, on the book and you kind of have a disrespect, uh, especially when it's somebody you really like to read and you kind of uh, don't think you'll ever meet them. And then you come to this festival and they're there and they chat with you and they ask you how you are. It's really, it's really a special experience. I think that's, you know, one time of the year where I know when, uh, where I'll be going. Yeah, me too. And you said a crime fiction was always one of your favorite genres. Yeah. Right from the start, when you were a teenager or a kid, or did it just progress to that? Because uh, when I thought about my experience as a reader, as soon as I could read, I also started to read adventure stories and mystery stories, just like the famous five. And then I moved on to Agatha Christie and so on. And was it the same for you? Or Would you say that you also like science fiction to the same amount? Um, I don't know that I was particularly picky as a reader. I just know once I discovered uh, books, which was quite early on in library, I would go there every week and get a pack um, of maximum I could take and then take them home and then read them and, you know, hide under the bed when my mom was trying to get me to sleep. Uh, and I pretty much went through the whole uh, children's section and then the youth section to the point where I had to move up to the adult section. Uh, and the, the, I was, I think, still quite young and uh, the librarian was not so sure if she should let me read the adult novels. Uh, so this was quite a funny experience. Um, but the first mystery type that I liked was The Five Friends. 
um, and especially remember them for, um, you know, the adventures and all the food that they ate because they ate all these ham sandwiches and ginger beer. I had no <laughs> idea what ginger beer is. It was just like, um, like an added value to, you know, like, uh, see a different culture in a way. Uh, and then I discovered, um, Edgar Wallace and I've just read through basically everything that was there. And I, I kind of really like that type of story that there's some kind of mystery that something happened. And pretty much move from there. I think um, Stephen King, discovering Stephen King as a, I don't know, 14 year old, um, was quite uh, a change because this was something else. I, I was really, really spooked. I uh, read The Pet Cemetery. And after mm -hmm. that, uh, it really, really scared me. But at the same time, um, it was such a thrilling story that I knew I wanted to read more of that. So I think it kind of progressed. Um, and then. Yeah, of course, with Agatha Christie. I mean, it's not that I um, prioritized crime. It was just like I read everything that there was. Uh, and I think my, my first, like, so to say, deep into science fiction really was Douglas Adams because I didn't consider myself to be very into science. Um, but after I started reading him, I realized I'm actually really interested in this. So Because it's interesting because Sarah said she has always been the science nerd. So science plays a major role in her uh, trilogy as well. And she actually uh, said that sci-fi was her favorite genre. So I am not the sci-fi specialist, to be quite honest. Uh, my German co-host is the specialist. He's the sci-fi nerd. And I read a few sci-fi stories, for example, sci-fi fantasy, because you can't quite, I think you can't really uh, divide them that yeah. easily. Yeah, it's, it's one goes into the other. And what I really enjoyed was, for example, Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials. I really liked it. And the first of Sarah's books. I have to say, I have to be quite honest, most of the time I read crime novels or non-fiction books once in a while. Lots of, lots of romance. Yours, for example, which was quite good, actually. I really enjoyed it. At the beginning, your major character was a bit, I thought, hmm, okay, strange person. But let's move on and see how it develops. And at the end, I really liked her. I came to really like her. And oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Especially when, when I discovered things about her, about his, her grandfather and her mother and so on. And also her relationship with uh, her roommates changed. Yeah. And she... Yeah, yeah, she became a different person, not completely different, but she changed during the book, which was quite interesting to follow. And I, I asked you before, uh, she had a few panic attacks. You, you described them. And how much research went into describing these kind of attacks? So, yeah, I did actually a few interviews. Because at some point I realized, I like, I, I've never heard of panic attacks before of mm. anybody who, who had them. And then in a period of, let's say, half a year, I re learned that um, quite a few of my close friends were suffering from panic attacks. And uh, I just found it in a way unbelievable that I've never heard of it before, but at the same time it's so spread and not talked about. Uh, and I decided then that I will... Um, basically make a character who will also suffer from the panic attacks. I mean, I already have a character, but I kind of was still developing it. And I talked to them, uh, so all of them had like a slightly different experience, but I, because one of them was also 
studying medicine. Uh, so I was able to get details from different perspectives, very personal, also medical. Uh, so was was quite, um, uh, sort of say, interview type of. I didn't do so much book reading or things like that, but I wanted more personal experience, and then I incorporated that. And there was also another question that came up while reading the book because I've never been to such games, the ones you mentioned, those kind of role games. I've heard about it. A friend of, of ours does them or did them in his younger days, but have you done them yourself or did you just read about them or no friends who took, took part? Yeah, so it's actually both. I worked uh, for long years as a trainer in non-formal education where often you use games and uh, as a method to, you know, learn about different things or to experience different things. And I once took part in a seminar that was about uh, how to use games as a method, which was basically a three-day seminar where we all played roles. It was like in an island in, in Latvia. And so you are three days in your role and we were kind of uh, all uh, playing like made-up cultures. Uh, and this was a was a quite a special experience. Uh, but I also sometime when during one of the drafts of rewriting a perfect flaw, I read this book, a uh, Little Brother by Cory Doctorow, where their games play very very uh, big role. And so I've never played the games to that extent as it's described in the book, but I kind of merged the two uh, and then incorporated it in the story. Okay, interesting, because that's, that popped up for me. Everything else was like, I know them from from a different romance stories. Yeah, girl meets girl or girl meets boy or yeah. whatever. And those two points were quite interesting because I thought, ah, okay, panic attacks. Like you said, I've never met someone who had them and I've never taken part in such role games. And you also said last time when we talked, we you said there's a sci-fi in the making, a sci-fi novel in the making, but there's also a spy novel in the making. Yeah. What can you tell me about both of them? A, bit, a little bit more? Yes. Maybe. I have sort of say three projects right now. Sci-fi novel I'm currently rewriting is, I think, in draft five. It's a story that I had to let cool down a bit because I think I got tangled. So now I'm picking it up and untangling it. And it's happening around 150 years in the future. So not to kind of reveal too much, but basically, we have a protagonist who to be part of the society uh, that exists in that time needs to forget certain things but so she needs to do, like put them behind but if she forgets them then she cannot have a future that she wants so she's kind of squeezed in the, between, between those two places and here I'm mostly playing um, a lot with uh, you know different ideas on how the future will look like how it will look like how Earth will look like, uh, considering the climate change that is happening. So it's kind of very personal, but at the same time also trying to bring in a bigger context. Uh, and it, this is really fun to write, especially because now when I'm writing it, I'm also watching a lot of uh, science fiction and trying to read and immerse myself to kind of help the process. And the spy novel should soon be ready for the for the test readers. And that's that, that was also really fun to write. So I have a protagonist who is running away from her family and fakes her own death because Ooh. she really, this is really the only way she can break away from the past. But you know, in the, in the process of kind of being officially dead and not really having any income, then she becomes a spy. So that's more or less, let's say the plot. For your sci-fi novel, uh, because my German co-host also wrote a sci-fi novel. 
Die Frau von Zilkowski. It's quite interesting. I finished it, I think, two days ago, and it's very interesting. It's about. It's also set in the future, different different uh, time frames actually. Uh, 50 years in the future, then hun about 100 years in the future. It's about a Mars mission. That's very interesting. I found it. I found that I found it very interesting because he 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 wrote about uh, an a moon landing that never happened at first, and then he moved on to the Mars mission. And you also said you did a lot of research, didn't you, for your spinal? Because you mentioned a biography about Virginia Hall to me. Yeah, I, I, I read a lot because Virginia I know nothing about spies. And, you know, writing about spies is in a way, um, you know, leaves you a lot of freedom because, you know, there are some things that are known, but not many. And if you make, you know, if you make a mistake in your book, it's not like spies can call you out on it because they cannot. <laughs> so in a way, you know, you have some freedom, but, you know, it's still need to keep within the frame uh, so I did a lot of research not just on the spy um, part which uh, for which I read the book about um, Virginia Hall which was a woman of no importance a really 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 great book and it reads almost like a work of fiction because I mean this woman was incredible the things she did is just um, unbelievable and uh, today uh, But I also did some research on the character because the character comes from, so to say, like mafia family. Mm. And, you know, I don't know much about that. So I was uh, reading some articles. Um, I mean, I've read quite a lot on... Uh, I read a, a biography of Astrid Holeder, um, who, well, does not have a similar experience, but kind of was partly something that sparked this character in me it's not I'm, I'm not using her as a base or anything it was just something that um, really inspired me and that kind of kicked off this whole process of writing the novel uh, but yeah writing about uh, reading about spies and memories of spies this was also really fun mm. and you weren't by any chance also a bit inspired by Euphrasia's uh, character in his books his main character Yeah, you Fraser's oh, yeah. main character, Rina Rina Walker. Yes, I mean, of course, Rina is inspiring. You cannot not be inspired by her. I don't know. I just like from the start, I knew it's going to be a female spy. That's just something that I knew. And when I started searching for it, actually, I didn't find so much material. So Crime Fest helped a lot because I think they had several panels with authors, right? about spies there was Mick Heron and you know then some at some point somebody asked about some female spies or some real spies and then he threw some names and this is how I actually learned about Virginia Hall and I immediately bought books and I actually realized there's quite a lot written on it and this was very very helpful very insightful with like different kind of details of how things work so yeah and the, for the rest I'm just making stuff up mm -hmm. and I'm also wondering are you using again a first person narrator because this also uh, surprised me in your first book uh, that you use the first person narrator is very unusual for a first time Uh, novelist. Yeah, to be honest, when I wrote the uh, A Perfect Flaw, I actually just kind of it, it came out. I mean, it came out in pieces, but I did not think much about the process or what I'm doing. I was just like writing, and it just collect kind of 
connected together into a story and then I re-edited a bit but I was not really I didn't feel like I'm making choices I just felt like I'm telling a story with some other novels I tried changing the narrator but I learned that for me to because I I hear the story in in the voice of a character and then I have to write it down and usually this the basically the most natural way feels if I write it in the first person and with the side one of the reasons why that I had to put the sci-fi novel uh, uh, away for a year is because I started writing it in, in third person so I wanted this like overview where I can shift you know perspectives uh, and it totally didn't work it just didn't feel like uh, the character was not convincing I didn't feel convinced I didn't feel like I'm actually telling the story I wanted to tell so now I change it and it, it's working much better for me that's kind of natural mode